best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How about you? Not doing too bad. Not doing too bad at all. Uh, before we get going, obviously, I mean, 
baseball podcast here. You hear Liam Hendricks, right? I mean, just yes, of course. Shouts out to him on that one. Just saying. So, for those of you who don't know, he was diagnosed with cancer. We pray that he uh, he gets through that and he's able to get back on the mound. We'd love to see that guy back on the mound, even if it's not for our team. We hope that he's able to close games out um, at some point this year and just get back on the team because he's one of the best relievers in baseball when he's when he's right. So, just mm-hmm. prayers out to him and his family. Absolutely. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I said, love, uh, love the actual baseball atmosphere that we're able to talk, not just angels. So uh, thoughts and prayers, Liam and his family. So Nate, let's go ahead and get this show rolling. I had a question of the day. I'm, it's been transitioning over the past, you know, hour or so into just the whole topic in a sense. So we can go ahead and, and, you know, kind of just dive right into this. There are two villains of baseball out there right now. Two, right? I mean, there there really are just two villains in baseball. Is that fair to say right now? Mm. Carlos Correa and Trevor Bauer. There's more than I mean, Carlos more, Correa. But like, right now, right now, if you had to pick one villain in baseball, who is it? It's Trevor Bauer. If Probably, if you're right? like one player, yeah. But uh, top, two of the top five villains in baseball. Yeah, I was gonna say I mean, you, put, you, you probably throw Altuve in the match. Yeah, Altuve in there for me. A lot of those guys that uh, that played in um, played in Houston. But I think you guys know where I'm going with this, Nate. I think you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Trevor Bauer, Carlos Correa on the free agent market right now. We both have ideas. Stick with us. They're they're not bad ideas. All right, like we'll see. We'll we'll I, yeah. I guess we will see. Side note, we're not bad people by any means. I mean, that's fair to say that as well. We just, the way, you know, you look at it, the way we look at it is go win baseball games, right? Right. So, okay. With that being said, let's start with Trevor Bauer, because I think that's a tougher question and answer than Carlos Correa. So Trevor Bauer coming off the long suspension, everything that went on there. We don't need to discuss it. We already know what happened. Everybody can have their thoughts and opinions on it. Whatever you guys want to think about, that's fine with us. Can he help people? I guess first question is, can he help people win games? I don't know. See, I, I actually think it's it's easier to answer the Carlos Correa thing than answer the Trevor Bauer thing. Did or, I excuse me. Did excuse I... me. Excuse me. I think it's easier, easier to answer the answer? Trevor Bauer thing than, than the Carlos Correa thing. Um, can Trevor Bauer help you win? I mean, sure, he, he's pitched in, in the major leagues, and he's pitched at a high level, so I'm sure he could help you win. Um, he you really don't know how hard he's throwing right now. You, you, there have been you know, he's, reports, he's yeah. been, yeah, you know, he's been staying in shape, you know, he's been throwing. So you, you would expect him to, to be in the mid nines. Like I know I've seen him as, as high as like 95. I've also seen him as low as like 88, 91. So like, um, it just really depends, but yeah, he can help you win baseball games on the field. Yes. I get to throw that the out there, by the way, on the field, he can help you win ball games. Now, off the field is our problem. I'm not, That's I'm fair, not right? touching with a ten foot pole, honestly, right. because um, just just the amount of BS that he brings into the clubhouse. Like, sure, he he could be a really good player, and it's, you you look at the Deshaun Watson situation, which again, not a great situation. Everyone expects him to come into Cleveland and you know just be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He has come back in, and people are saying. Is this guy even a starting quarterback? That's how bad he's been uh, for the Cleveland Browns. So could it be one of those scenarios? It's not easy to take off an entire year from baseball, especially when, you know, it's more than that. Yeah, it's 
this point. Almost two years now. Yeah. Um, but and, and you're dealing with the legal aspects and, and things like that. And your your mind is not on baseball. Like it's a little bit different than having a Tommy John surgery where your mind is focused on baseball and trying to get back to it to be the best version of you you possibly can be. Absolutely. When you're in the middle of the legal battles and things like that, like yeah, you want to get back to playing baseball, but you're really focused on winning your legal battles before you get on to anything else. So I don't really I'm not touching him with a 10 foot pole. I I really don't care um, that you could get him for the, for the major league minimum. I don't care that um, he, he might be able to help us win games. I just don't want it. Like he's, he's going to be a cancer in the clubhouse. He's going to be a cancer off the field. It's going to be an absolute PR nightmare. And you already know that the angels have a lot of guys that don't love the media. Like Mike Trout doesn't love the media. Anthony Rendon is not a huge media guy. Um, Shohei Otani, like he's always in the media, but like he would prefer to not have to answer questions every single day. And I would, I would guarantee you that Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon uh, and Shohei Otani do not want to have to step up to the microphone every day and be like, Oh, what's it like being teammates with Trevor Bauer And, and having to answer like, it's fine, I guess. Like we're we're winning, so that's fine. But no, these guys don't want to have to answer that question every single day, and it, it's just going to become too much for the team to handle, and it'll end up being more harmful than good. No matter how good he pitches, even if he's pitching at like a Cy Young clip, it's he's just going to be so harmful to the team uh, that that it's just not really going to work. So I'm not touching him. I don't think it's that hard of a decision. Uh, there are certain guys that I like that have had the domestic abuse um, that I that I would look at just because the scenarios are a little bit different. Like I, I think every scenario is different, you know. Um, with it coming out the way it did, not really a guy I would talk to. Talk to. There are some guys that have been like, you know, they were accused, and it was like, oh, supposedly they they hit their fiance, their girlfriend, whatever, wife. And then it comes out that it was a lie. And those people I'd be willing to talk to. This one didn't come out that it was a lie. It came out like that. There's not you know, they, Yeah, that they had arranged for things to happen in this way. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to talk, touch this one. It, it is what it is. Um, I, I think Trevor Bauer ends up playing for a Mexico team for the Savannah Bananas, something don't, like that. Don't give my don't give my idea out there. I was gonna give my thoughts on it. Go ahead. Savannah Bananas, fine. There, there you go. That's that's my that's my thing. He ends up in the Savannah Bananas, and um, he ends up trying to make them. I mean, he already loves to do the videos and and be uh, popular, and that's kind of what the Savannah Bananas do. So he, yeah. he would be a perfect fit. I, I don't disagree with you there by any means. I, I think and and Trevor Bauer. 20, post 2020 he won the Cy Young that year I think right post 2020 Cy Young I we were on the same page there as well I think it was like don't don't please you know don't don't do it angels um <laughs> I, th- I think we were all both on the same page there I think we're still on the same page now with this um my my thought on this whole thing is I, I don't think Rob Manfred lets him lets any team sign him uh it's quite I, possible I, I think that that's kind of going to be the way it rolls I think teams are going to want him for sure, you know, just for the aspect of, you know, former Cy Young award winner. And he brings, he brings media to the clubhouse and, and for teams that don't get that very often, it could be something worth, you know, worthwhile. And you don't know what he is either. I mean, if he turns, ends up being a Cy Young award pitcher again, which I don't think he will be because I mean, shortened season was when he had that Cy Young 
and we didn't think he was that good then. We still he was using the sticky that. stuff too at that point. And he was using the sticky stuff as well. Yes, but um, but yeah, I I I agree. I don't think Manfred actually lets anybody sign him. I think that it, it was you know I think everybody kind of pushed towards oh we'll let him we'll let we'll let him do this you know he's we're gonna take the suspension away but on the down low nobody sign him please like that's that's not the way it is he's called out Manfred a lot of a lot of times it feels like. I mean, and for Angels fans that don't remember, he also accused Mike Trout of using steroids. So <laughs> there's that as well. Um, so I'm agree- I'm in agreement. I think it's a bad clubhouse present. I think he helps teams on the field. End of story, you know. Maybe. He helps teams- it he- depends on where he's at. Like, if he's actually mid to upper nines like he normally is, sure. If he's actually in the 88 to 91 range when he's back, then, like, no, he's not. He's probably not going to help teams. Yeah. Um, what you said about Manfred, I 100% agree with you. The only thing would be if there's an owner out there who really doesn't like Rob Manfred. And there is an owner out there who really doesn't like Rob Manfred. And he's in New York. Um, and he doesn't have a problem with giving money away. Um, I don't think he becomes a man. I, I really don't. I don't think Steve Cohen wants to go that route. But Steve Cohen is willing to do whatever it takes to win a World Series. And if Steve Cohen believes that they are a Trevor Bauer away from winning a World Series, then I would not pa- put it past uh, Steve Cohen to go out and, and try and get Trevor Bauer but I think that's something that you look at in June or July like if if they have an injury or two and they're they're not playing as good as they would like then you might look to see hey Uncle Steve might be might be going into the pocketbook and and getting Trevor Bauer but other than that I you're gonna have to find someone who really really does not like Rob Manfred to to sign Trevor Bauer yeah with that with that being said you bring up Savannah Bananas. That's a fantastic. I didn't even think about that. Thank um, you. I, 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 that's actually that actually might be Thank where you. it ends up. That was a good um, one. Just a hell of a pub, pub publicity stunt there. I know there's been a lot of there's been some guys there actually that have, that oh, have yeah. played um li- like legit major leaguers that have gone and played. So Eric Burns, um, the manager there, fantastic job. Exactly. <laughs> um, with that being said, he's not going to anywhere in Asia because that that type of cultural fit just would not work. I know he's always said he wants to go play there, but after this, it just that cultural fit doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's very frowned upon there yeah. um, for that, for something like that to happen. So I just don't see that happening. Um, you bring up Mexico. That makes a lot of sense. Just not even because it's a cultural thing or anything like that, but like he could they actually go play down there. Like yeah, they just would want, probably sign him. They just want people to win. Yeah. yeah. They, they, somebody would probably sign him down there. And then Savannah Banana. honestly, I mean, with all publicity that the Savannah bananas get, he might, they might not even be able to get him there. I'm sure they've reached out before, so we'll like. I, I guess I guess we'll just kind of wait and see. Um, we're in agreement, though. Uh, Trevor Bauer just not uh, can probably help people out on the field, just not a good clubhouse presence. And I, I can't imagine the Angels going out there and signing him. But you never know; doesn't doesn't exclude things by any means. Um, second villain that we that we mentioned, Carlos Correa. I have a simple question for you. Um, there've been some rumors that the Angels have reached back out to to Scotty Boris. And uh, that'll be really interesting. Nobody likes how, that. How that goes. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, and I was, I was talking to to my brother about this and he was like, Scott, he, he was like, Carlos Correa, didn't the angels ran on him. And I was like, and I think I sent it to you as well. I yeah. sent you a whole, yeah. and I said, and, and I hope fans kind of take away with the, take this away because I think it's very, very true, but we haven't heard Scott Boris mention Scott Boris, anybody mentioned that the angels are in on Carlos Correa yet. I think that somebody mentioned that the twins are in on him. Which yep. makes which makes sense right there, mm-hmm. um, as you know that mystery hidden weird team that a, that an agent will throw out there. But we haven't heard the Angels are in on on Carlos Correa yet by anybody big, which is actually 
probably a good thing because a lot of times we know that Scott Boris and you know a lot of a lot of agents will throw out angels um, as a team that is interested in somebody for their client to get more money from somebody um, somebody similar you know that's in a very similar situation to the angels. So I, I I'm I'm intrigued now because the angels haven't been mentioned by anybody big yet um, with Carlos Correa. With that being said, do you feel comfortable signing him long term? I can't answer that question because I don't know what the medicals say. Um, I mean, yes, we do. Yes, yeah, I, yes, actually, we do. It was the leg issue, wasn't it? No, the it's ankle the ankle and, uh, issue. You know, you know, leg. you know, it's the ankle issue, but you don't know how. Like, I'm not, I'm not reading it. You know, it, yeah. it's different than like hearing it, That's than right. like actually seeing what the what the exact issue is. I mean, we we can speculate, and and I'm sure we've. Like like you said, we we kind of already know that it, it has to do with the ankle and and goes through his leg and things like that. The one thing that's interesting to me that that some people have brought up, not a lot of people have brought this up, the fact that the Twins were willing to give this guy a ten year deal. They were rumored to have given him a ten year offer. They they were rumored to offer him multiple multiple times. Um, Sounds very Scott Borish like. But but they have said that they were in on him. It's, it's not, I, I don't think that's a Scott Boris thing. I think, you know, if Scott Boris was really trying to do that with other teams, he would have said, you know, the Yankees were in or the Mets were in, or, you know, the Mets Dodgers were in. in. Yes. But you know what I'm saying? Like he would have used a team yeah. that spends a lot of money typically. So I don't think that that was a ploy from Scott Boris. Uh, but the interesting thing is the twins have had his medical records for an entire year. They physical they had a physical with him before he signed his contract with him. And then they had him the entire year. He had an injury and he was able to play, you know, basically the whole year after that first injury. So if the twins are willing to give him a, a giant offer like that, a team that traditionally does not offer big contracts to free agents, a team that traditionally um, does not give actually free agent contracts this big ever. Um, it, it makes me wonder how big of an issue this really is. And is it something that teams are like, is it more of a, we want to get the money down because we want to be underneath the luxury tax? Or is it something that they've talked to their, their medical professionals and they said, you know, this guy's only going to be able to play baseball for eight years. And honestly, if that's the case, if he's really only able to play baseball for eight years, he's going to retire and you're not going to have to pay him um, luxury tax anyway. So I, I, I'm really curious with what the medicals truly say. And like, yes, we've heard the giants were, weren't a hundred percent. We've heard the, uh, the Mets weren't a hundred percent, but the twins seem to be a hundred percent in on this guy. And they've had the guy for a year with his medicals, unless something crazy has happened this off season that we have not heard about. I'm willing to go 10 years and, and I think 250 million, I think it is that range. Like I I'm trying to get him at 25 million a year because his first contract, which still the funniest thing to me is he gets 20, 20, 27 and a half, 28, 26 from the giants. And then he gets 27 or 28 from the Mets. And it's like, not only did you like the, the red flags went up with his injuries and the Giants didn't sign him. But then the Mets give him more money. Like, yeah, they gave him one last year, but they give him more money. So if the Angels can get him on uh, a little bit less money, the money that, that makes sense. And honestly, 25 million people are going, wow, 25 million. But when you think about it, five, six, seven years from now, 25 million is going to be like, hey, that's that's good money for a guy who 
that, that would be less money than we were paying Albert Pujols. And, you know, Albert Pujols was the greatest player at his position, That probably the greatest player of his generation. So, the, so this- the fact that we could be giving him 25 and asking him to slide over to third when Rendon's gone and moving Neto to short, Guzman to short, like it gives the Angels a lot of options um, long-term, but it just really depends on what the the true medicals say. And I, I think you really have to have a, a guy in the medical field that you truly trust and say, tell me how long this guy's going to be able to play shortstop for. Tell me how long he's going to be able to be at his best. And if it's, he's 28 years old. So if he's able to be at his best for six of the 10 years, that gives me a six, huh? It's worth it. Yeah. It gives me a six year window to win a world series. Even you're hoping for seven, really, you know, that would put him around 34, his last year being great. Um, 33, 34. Um, It's worth it. That means you have three years of like having to deal with the, the contract of 25 million and just like, you know, it is what it is. Let's hope we're competitive. But if I have seven good years of Carlos Correa for a chance to win a world series in those seven years, I'm taking it like that. That's how I kind of look at the long-term contracts. How long can you possibly be good for? And if you can be good for more than half of your contract or at least half. So if you've signed an eight year deal and you can be good for four or five years, I'm fine with it. That was the one thing that scared me about the Albert Pujols thing. I absolutely loved Albert Pujols signing because, you know, I was junior in high school when it happened. So I'm, of course I'm, I'm excited about that. But when you really think about it, Albert Pujols is 31 when he signs that at best, you're getting three really good years out of him. You're, you're hoping because like you're hoping he's good from 31 to 34 and then 35 on you're like he's out of his prime so it's really hard to give a 10 year deal to a 31 year old but 28 year old I, I think it becomes something possible for all intents and purposes albert pujols might have been older than we were saying anyways but who knows um, I didn't go there. <laughs> with that with that being said i mean i'll give my final thought on cray yes absolutely 100 do it um we know the contracts Actually, the good thing about this is we know the contracts that were going to be handed out and we know what he was going to accept um, both times, which was in between 26 and 29 ish, probably a year ish. Let's say ish, because I don't actually we don't actually 100 percent know. Um, However, yeah, I I don't. I mean, the way I look at it is like what I give him six. Yep. What I give him seven. Yeah. What I give him eight puts him at 36. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Ten. I give him ten. I think we're both in agreement. You give him that's, 10. That's where probably, I go. Probably give him no more than 10. Yeah, that's what you're yeah. offering, right? And you look, 10 for 250, 260-ish. And if we if we learn any anything from the video that came out from former from the former Marlins GM. You offer 220. You offer you offer low for Scott Boris. Um and if it's in the ballpark, you'll reply back. So you start at 20 mil at, at, at that offer. Yeah. You Boris comes back, says blah, 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 whatever. Um you bring it up Come to back 20, with like 25 and a half, 20 or 22 and a half. Yeah, 220, 220, 230. Yeah, 22 and a half. And then it's like he'll come in with an absurd offer of like 330. And it's like, shut up, Scott. Like, don't even come to me with that. And then you come back. With and you come back and you start meeting in the middle. As far as we're going to go. And 20, 25, 24 to 26 makes sense, I think. Yeah. At this point with where we're at, two teams have already, in a sense, said no to it, you know, mm-hmm. no to the physicals. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see at the end of the day what he gets. With that being said, Angels are looking at pitching. I want to transition this over real quick. 
Uh, the Marlins already came out, said they're willing to trade four of their starting pitchers. Doesn't mean they're going to trade all of them, but they are listening to offers on Trevor Rogers, Jesus Lozardo, Edward Cabrera, and Pablo Lopez. Um, two of these guys, man, I, I've created a couple. I was going to say, can we can we throw two guys out right away? Because yeah, let's let's throw those two out that we don't like. That's we're fair not to say trading we for don't. we're not trading for Jesus Lozardo. Like he's close mean, to free agency. He's a lefty. Does make yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. And Pablo um, Lopez. I'm going to throw out Pablo Lopez as well yeah. because the Angels aren't going to have enough to get him, or if they do, it's going to be absurd amount where it's not going to make sense long term for the Angels. Yes. Um, and I and I also wouldn't give up one of the guys for him in that trade either. Because uh, it's going to start with Neto. Yes. And, and by the way, those two trades, if you look at Jesus Lazardo, something like a Logan O'Hoppy and Sam Bachman for Jesus Lazardo. Or Taylor Lizardo. Ward straight up. Or Taylor Ward straight up. I, I think Taylor Ward straight up for any of these guys makes sense. Minus Edward Cabrera, yes. I don't think makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'm not doing that for Jesus Lazardo. It's fairly close to free agency. And uh, I just think there's a lot of uh, a lot of injuries attached to him. So um, down to Pablo Lopez, same thing. I, I think he's a good pitcher. I think that he's not what I, I'm not. I'm not in on Pablo Lopez. I've never been a huge Pablo Lopez fan. And also, you're giving up a lot for him. It's something in the range of Neto, Caro, and Denzer Guzman, which Angel fans I know are going to start laughing at me like, "Ah, oh, it's not going to be that much." Go look at it. it. It makes too much sense. It would be something like that. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not in on something like that by any means. That's you're just throwing away your entire farm system. And again, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So uh, let's get on to the two that make a lot of sense. Uh, Edward Cabrera, let's start with him because I think you're not giving up nearly as much for uh, an Edward Cabrera type of pitcher. And I think Zordo has three years left. This team control, by the way. So he's still got some time. But um, I'm not getting. Yeah. I again, the, but the injuries that Lazardo has had. I think he had a shoulder issue at one point. Yeah. Had Tom yeah. Just wanted to clarify that though. Yeah. That he he's a little bit further away than we thought, but gotcha. still not um, not a guy that we're looking to go get. Um, Edward Cabrera. We let, let's start with him. I think it. I think it costs something like an Edgar Caro and Kai Bush. For me, I'm higher on Kai Bush than I am Edgar Caro, and not a lot. I know a lot of people aren't, but. Combining those two guys together to get an Edward Cabrera type makes sense for me. Um, and I, I personally would probably do that type of, that type of trade. Two guys that um, you get Kai Bush, he's probably a four, five, six starter at the end of the day. Um, could another be a, lefty to another lefty to the as well. whole lefty yeah. rotation, which I'm not upset about. Like, I love Kai Bush, I think he's the best pitcher in the Angels farm system right now. Um, starting pitcher, starting pitcher. Yeah, I think he's the best pitcher, anyways, because if you're a starter, I, I value that higher as a reliever. Than you are as a reliever. Um, maybe not the best stuff, but I, I think that he is the best pitcher. Um, Edgar, Edward Cabrera, I think we're both in agreement there, right? He's legit. I, I, I like it. Upper, I would... upper 90s, touches 100. It mm-hmm. sinks. He's got a good breaking ball. Like He's got four pitches. It's it's fun. And we, yeah. we saw how good he could be last year. He, he came up. He's come up both the last two years, I believe. Um, last year is where he really, really performed well. Um, Plenty of team control as well. Yes, so I I love Edward Cabrera. He he's actually my favorite of the of the Marlins pitchers just because of the team control, because of you know the stuff, yep. and because of what he was doing last year. I mean, he finished the year fourteen starts, uh, six and four, three point oh one ERA, seventy one two thirds innings pitched, seventy five Ks. I know most of those numbers mean absolutely nothing, but the strikeouts in the innings pitched are nice. Um, he. He pitched really, really well. I think he had one blow up, if I remember correctly. It was towards the end um, of his 
of his year, I think it was Washington. He he had been one of the one of the guys who had just gone out there and been really, really good. And then he he, he only got through three and two thirds against Washington. Washington was not swinging at that well. And then he had one bad outing against the Dodgers where he gave up six and five and two thirds. But other than that, he was pretty freaking good for them last year. So he's my favorite just because of stuff and everything. I think that the Marlins want to be competitive. So personally, I don't think it's Carroll that gets brought up. I I don't even know if Kai Bush's name gets brought up. I think personally that the the Marlins are asking for three guys. Uh, They're asking for medicals on three guys. You're asking for medicals on Taylor Ward to make sure that he's 100% healthy after the injury riddle season he had where he was up and down with injuries. You're you're asking for background on Joe Adele. I think they want to know what he is, what he could be. Is there any injury history? Is there anything that there is a red flag on with Joe Adele? And then the last guy that they're going to ask about is Jared Walsh, in my opinion. Um Team control with Jared Walsh. He's still got a couple of years left. Um, could be a middle of the bat order. If healthy, you know, that's what you dream on. I personally don't think he he's that guy. I think he's, you know, like a lot of other first basemen. But I think the Marlins are dying for offense. They have not had a good offense in a long time. They're looking for guys who have played in the major leagues and have had success offensively. I think those are the three guys that, and Joe Dell hasn't had success offensively, but you know, they can dream on the potential things like that. So I think those are the three guys that this starts with. Uh, one of them, depending on where you're at, if you're asking for Pablo Lopez, if you're asking for uh, Trevor Rogers, or if you're asking for Edward Cabrera, I think there's like a little pecking order where it's like Taylor Ward is probably number one on this. Joe Adele is probably number two. And then Jared Walsh is probably three, depending on where the Marlins rank their pitchers. I'd trade all three of those guys for one I, of them. I would too, especially if the if the conversation starts with Jared Walsh. I'm, I'm saying, yep, Jared Walsh, and you're probably throwing in another prospect, but... You know, who cares at that point? You, you're you trying to win games now. Jared Walsh, th- there are a lot of guys that you can find in, in in the major leagues that can play first base and put up the numbers that he basically, you, you would expect him to if he's healthy. And if he's not healthy, that guy's not playing. Like, so that would be the only thing for the Marlins is, is he healthy enough to play? Yeah. But if he's not, there's, there's plenty of guys. Like, we've already seen the Angels – Brandon Jury can play first base every day, and he'll put up similar numbers to what Jared Walsh probably will. So that's my opinion. I, I would trade all three of them because the Angels do need pitching. They they need experienced pitching is the thing. Like, and I know the Angels pitched really well last year, and you know this and that, but the Angels need some experience. They've none, got a lot of, of these, young. None guys. of these guys are experienced though. And we're Trevor Rogers, two years in the bigs. Jesus Lazardo. You you you've been saying this for a while that you want a and I'm not gonna push I, I do, on this. I do want going. a playoff type starter. Edward Edward Cabrera could is be a not playoff. A, no, could, no, you be, want you want playoff experience. I, I do, but but you you're not gonna find the only guy in that mix is Pat, Pablo Patrick Lopez. Sandoval could be a playoff type pitcher. Reed Detmers could I, be a playoff I, type I think pitcher. I think Patrick Sandoval is a playoff pitcher. I'm not worried about Patrick Sandoval. I'm worried about the three four area of the rotation and what that could look like. 
Um, I want to put you I, on the spot for this, I, all this negative no, I know. stuff, by the way. So you're welcome. I, I just think Patrick Sandoval, what Patrick Sandoval's done, he, he's shown that he's going to be fine. Legit, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yep. Um, I just, you know, Detmers, it's been a one year, and it's really been three quarters of a year that we've seen out of him. I expect him to take the next leap. I expect him to get better. But we've only seen three quarters of, his, of a year out of him. Tyler Anderson, you know, we've we've really only seen one good year out of the guy. Um, Jose Suarez, we we've seen him put together times where he was good. You know, he's like put together, hey, he was really good for this four four start stretch, and then he was really bad for three starts, and then he put together a really good three start stretch, and then he was bad again. So we've seen Edward Cabrera put together really good starts. We've seen Pablo Lopez put together really good starts. Um, and, and I think we've even seen Trevor Rogers put together really good starts. The guy was a a rookie of the year candidate uh, just missed out on winning it a couple of years ago. I think the Braves ran out one of their unbelievable prospects and, and he won it. But so those guys are good enough to, to be in this rotation, especially when you're looking at is Tucker Davidson, the six right now, is it Chase Silseth guys that really haven't shown any success in the major leagues. Griffin Canning. Still hasn't shown success in the major leagues. Well, so. no, hasn't shown success, but hasn't pitched in the majors since what 2020. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm in agreement there with you. Um, any of those guys, I'm I'm fine with though. I just don't think two of them. We I think we don't think two of them make a lot of sense. So, with that being said, guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening and watching this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, making us the best Angels podcast out there. If you could go ahead and subscribe wherever you are watching, leave a comment down below if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, go ahead and subscribe as well. Click that subscribe button. You can follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up Talking Halos. We're always looking for some writers. So you should just message there. Getting some a lot of cool articles out there. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34, guys. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.